0: Hi friends! A short message before we start the episode. Every time we meet a new scientist, we love to chat with him or her over a good coffee or tea. So if you like the show and want to support our work, here are two ways to do it. The first one is to go on our page Buy Me A Coffee by following the link in the show notes and to offer us a coffee. Simple, effective, and we won't forget to thank you. The second way is just as simple. Just share your opinion about the episode on Twitter by tagging us at LonelyPipet. We won't miss to answer you. Thanks again for the sharing and à bientôt! Are you working in research, trying to do the best science you can? Are you a team leader, a research assistant, postdoc, PhD student or any other type of scientist? Are you looking for a place where you can sit, relax and listen to inspiring people? Well, we have good news for you. You've just found what you're looking for. Hi, everybody. My name is Renaud Courpre. And I am Jonathan Whiteson. Welcome, Welcome to, to The, the Lonely, Lonely Pipette, helping scientists do better science. <music>
1: You're listening to The Lonely Pipe Bed with Renaud oh, no. Pourpre and Jonathan Weitzman. We're here to wrap up season two and promise that there will be a season three. We, oui. yes, <laughs> will there be a season three?
0: Yes, there will be a season three. We want this. Okay,
1: but maybe, maybe what's new because people haven't heard from us yeah a long time. So maybe we should tell everyone that we do the recording like. Way in advance, so we don't record every week, right? We yeah. record a bat, we batch record. So actually, the recordings were done a while ago. But but what have, what have you been up
0: to um, over the long period of, of season two? Yes, and maybe before to answer this question, uh, we need also to explain why we do batching. It's because you have your own activity as a researcher director. Ah, yeah, I I, I, I forgot. Yeah, I have also my own activity as a science communicator. So we needed to batch those uh, recordings in order to have uh, consistent content. It's, that's not quite true because the first epi- the first season we batched
1: because I was convinced that if we didn't have 10 episodes, we wouldn't have a season. So um, that sort of makes sure that, that we don't uh, lose steam during the season. Yeah. And here we are. So and here we are. we made it to the end of, of season two. So season two, actually, we did have a change mm-hmm. in in frequency. Yeah, yeah, so, at the end of the season. Yeah, so that's not. Uh, so we switched. I I hope people have realized we've switched from every two me- weeks to uh, once a month. Honestly, I would love to release one every week. Um, I would love to, but <laughs> but as Rono said, we we have another job. Or yeah, two other jobs or three other jobs. and
0: Lots of other jobs so so we've gone once a month we didn't have any uh, feedback about this and maybe no feedback is good feedback <laughs> because people maybe understand that um, we want it to be consistent and we want to keep going producing episodes so and we want to produce the season three so 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 we should also tell everyone that they're, that they're always recorded uh, by zoom yeah and
1: actually this is this is really rare that we're sitting in the same in the same room. Yeah. So we're actually sitting in your, your homemade studio in Antony, which is a suburb of Paris. And, uh, but actually, normally, we only see each other by Zoom. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. forgotten what you really. <laughs> I think it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> so so what have you been up to? What's uh, So the first sec- season two started uh, like almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's the year been? What have you been up to? Well, uh, so
0: my year... Uh, because it's going to be a year when this uh, episode is uh, going to be released, uh, was split between the uh, non pipettes, so a project like this that we, we are pushing uh, aside of our jobs, and my many jobs, many hats that I have. Uh, because I'm a science communicator, uh, so I'm producing podcasts, I'm producing videos and shows. So i am been pushing uh, my project called Sell Words uh, that is going super well. Uh, now we are uh, even after uh, a documentary, after a immersive show. Now we have uh, what we call a cinema experience where we go uh, into theater, cinema and we uh, basically uh, do a show uh, of one hour and a half. Uh, to valorize this content, this documentary, and have, have a place uh, to meet the, the public. So if people uh, have forgotten, it, it's basically a show of cell biology. And Cell bi- biology. microscopy images. Yeah, and so we use those images of microscopy to create an uh, art and science show. And so this cinema experience is the documentary and exchange with the researcher uh, locally. So we, we did it in several places in France, but also uh, in uh, Switzerland. Uh, we uh, aim to go to other countries uh, in Europe. And the nice point of this show, is that we end up with a live concert uh, where the music is synchronized with the images of uh, microscopy. And so people rediscover the images and cell biology uh, through uh, completely emotional uh, section where p- people just uh, forget a little bit about the knowledge uh, about everything and they just reconnect with the yeah so it's it's not um it's not a documentary about cell biology it's it's really just the beauty of these images right it's the beauty of the images and from time to time you learn a little bit about the cells and their behavior but it's not a class it's not a class at all no. uh, it's just uh, designed to raise the awareness arouse curiosity about those uh, thematics and then and then you have a, a new project right a new documentary can you talk about that or yes is it
1: very secret
0: no it's not secret Um again we with we, we with the same team uh so uh, there are two other uh, science communicators with me on those projects and so with the same team that is called explorers Uh, We have this YouTube channel where the uh, documentary is published. Uh, And so we are preparing now the second one uh, of Cell Worlds. But we are also preparing another documentary that is completely different, where we uh, gather uh, exploration of uh, abandoned places and uh, neuroscience. So we bring with us uh, naive people uh, into those uh, unknown places uh, to challenge their brain through uh, exploration of the place and through the emotions and the reaction of the naive people in front of those buildings of or the experiments we are doing with them. We use those emotions to explain what happened in the brain. How- so you have like a, a science advisor who gives you the neuroscience background. No. So we worked on science uh, publication and we reach out some scientists to be sure that we were understanding well the no science behind so for a few episodes yes we have kind of reviewer that uh, makes sure that we are not saying stupid things great
1: what about you i'm um, I- i'm running the lab <laughs> <laughs> so um so in addition to being i, I now call myself a science communicator so Um, but I I also run a lab so we have we have a couple of uh, papers uh, submitted Uh, so you know there's always that that rush to get the papers submitted before the summer and uh, and hope that it gets past the editor so so we're there Um, so we have papers submitted and grants uh, submitted and I um, my team has received the uh, the label the like was selected by the Fondation de Recherche Medical, so the the National Foundation for Re- uh, Medical Research. Um, so 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 that's good, and that's allowed us to attract. So we had a a, a um, recruiting session yeah. and uh, in the fall. So in I don't know when this is going to go out, but hopefully uh, in, in September and October we will be um, hosting two new graduate students and two new postdocs which is exciting so the, the team is growing uh, so that's good always interesting to see new people come and how it's going to change the dynamics of the lab people are always coming in and always leaving um so that's been good and um and then going more to conferences so we, we're going to talk about that a bit uh-huh. today but um so yes i going going back to to scientific conferences this has been this is you know like whole covid really going back. so so I was two weeks ago. I was in a very, very big meeting. I just forgotten how big these meetings are. <laughs> so, so that was uh, that was interesting. And um, yeah, and then I, you know, I, I think I've been on the radio again, giving talks, and and lots of teaching, lots of exciting thinking about teaching and new ways of teaching. Okay. So yeah, things are, things are good. Things are good. Things
0: are busy. Do you see yourself this this year into uh, managing and stabilizing? In the lab or are you scaling your- so we're we scaling we're scaling
1: up a bit scaling up a bit and um, which which is good <laughs> yeah so um, slowly just- yeah I mean I like the the, the lab is always small uh, which is which is sort of optimal for me so I less not more than 10 okay I think so that actually there, there, there was a paper published in in science I think about two years ago where they they did an analysis of so sort of science of science so what is the best what, what what it gives the most creative science mm-hmm. and and I think the conclusion i I may be misquoting but i think the conclusion was that that big teams are more productive but small teams are more innovative huh. yeah I've seen that I've seen that so yeah. so it, I mean there's lots of ways to interpret that but but uh, but uh, we we need to keep it small because um because of money and because of the difficulty of recruiting people, mm-hmm. I'm
0: managing that with all the other things that, that I'm trying to do. Well, I'm experimenting a little bit this now because I'm working with more and more people. As uh, sense communicators, now we are gathering around a structure, an association that is called Exploratoire. It's a French a- a association, but we aim also to work with European projects. Uh, and I'm facing those problems that we are exploring actually in the in the lab. It's how to manage people, how how to find the right chemistry between them, and I'm struggling so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the
1: chemistry is really so. I mean, some of our some of our guests have talked about that. The, the chemistry is, is really hard. I can't remember. Was it Susan Gas who said you you know when when you feel something's wrong, just take take someone for for a drink. So all of them say that. <laughs> so we um, so we've we've had someone blew up the microwave in the lab. Or so <laughs> that was one of the events in the last couple of months, and. Um, uh, so yeah getting the, getting the chemistry right and, and, and explaining being able to listen to people where their, their needs change people at the beginning of their PhD at the end of their PhD their needs change mm-hmm. and uh, it's important to find a way that people can articulate that so you know we sometimes we get it right sometimes I listen to our guests and really apply it and it goes really well and sometimes I forget the things I hear and it doesn't go so well so yeah um, but yeah, no, it's it's the, the lab is the lab is is fun. It's going well, so yeah, that's good.
0: Are you able to pick uh, one of the most uh, memorable or something that you really liked from this season two? Yeah, so so I was
1: I I was thinking back. So for, first of all, season two, I think um, we decided to keep the format and and most of the questions and and one thing that we did that was really different is in season one we really focused on i think uh friends of mine who are in molecular and cell biology and 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 that was and and someone's several several fans or several listeners um i don't know if we have listeners and fans but anyway some several listeners questioned whether we'd be um stepping out of beyond um Beyond friends in molecular biology, uh, and we have done that. So this was a conscious effort to to step out of our comfort zone and to bring in people who are not from our community. So we had Jen, who's a chemist, so it was great. We had Thomas, who's a Thomas, who's a philosopher. So this is, I think, people are probably not expecting that. And uh, so we and we had several people who who. Have, Either in industry, so um, like Andre, people like Steve, who who is an academic but has been very involved in creating uh, companies, and uh, and we even had Jenny, who's who went to a company and came back. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so 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 lots more thinking. So again, like we we said this before, we don't want to be about careers. It's not a careers podcast, but it is really interesting to see how. Entrepreneurs handle things differently, and how academics, very, very involved in companies, do that differently. And uh, and and Jenny's also also she's a writer so she came back. So so I I think we we really um, got a very diverse group of people. My favorite, I have to be really honest. My favorite is <laughs> not a surprise. My favorite was talking to my brother. <laughs> I listened to it afterwards, and I was like, I'm very very quiet because partly because I was concerned that having two voices that sound the same would confuse people but also i just i just wanted to learn to be a better listener so um to really step back um but this was this was very fun to me to you know he's a very special person and we've uh uh, it was really great to listen to him and he's a fantastic advocate of the podcast so (laughs) so i should say one of the things i did this year is that my brother's lab um celebrated um an anniversary of his lab So. um and they invited me to go over as a as a guest speaker, and and I saw the people have gone through his lab, his lab in California and his lab in Philadelphia, and and, and clearly they've all been told they have to listen to it, the- <laughs> so uh, so that was great. So that was one of the conferences I went to this year, small conference, but it was it was really great. So yeah. So what what about you, Ronald? What is your do you have a favorite?
0: Well, uh, there are some very special moments that happened with this season. Um, I think it's uh, so. Maybe we should tell also that unfortunately, there is one episode that will never exist because we recorded it and uh, unfortunately, we were not able to get back to the. Yeah.
1: There was also one that we almost had to record twice. Yeah. <laughs> because we thought that we lost, oh, we'd lost video, the uh, audio. And, and then uh, and we set up to record a second time. And then uh, during the process of, of setting up, we realized that we actually had the recording. <laughs> we had the recording. So that's, that's good. That was the episode of I Féjé. Almost know. So El had, had had kept it on his computer, but we, nice. we didn't have the right copy. <laughs> so, uh, But ever, I mean, I think it's normal. You know, we scientists, it's normal that you do things and they don't all end up getting published, right? Mm-hmm. So That's life. It will
0: happen again, probably. We had two uh, scary moments. One of them was with uh, uh, a good success at the end, but the other one... Uh, no, what I really liked... Uh, I, I'm really proud that we, we went outside this so-called and we went uh, to meet those other profiles, especially because I think that I didn't expect that much from the podcast uh, and the episode with Thomas, but I was really uh, surprised how much it gives to you uh, in the way of thinking differently, the research... So, so Thomas Prader, he's a, he's a philosopher of immunology. Yeah, those people haven't listened yet. Oh, yeah, listen to Can this. Go. <laughs> listen. And you won't regret it because it, it really helped you to see how, whatever the stage of your career you are, you could maybe think differently uh, how to build questions around your topics or think about your topics. And, and this is something that I really liked. And I'm thinking about one. So all of them are really good. Again, it's really complicated. No, I I I um I think it's they all. group. Br- bring different things uh, again so I'm also quite happy that uh, for season two we were not stepping in the same uh, path than the season one so I really believe that the season two has brought something different and there were also I'm thinking about this uh, episode of uh, Les Treilles that was a little bit different so this it, is the one about about
1: conferences.
0: Yeah, that's, why, why do people go to conferences? Yeah, so it's uh, I was invited in uh, by the Fondation uh, Lettre. It's a very special conference for those
1: people who have never been. Yeah, uh, so Lettre. So this is a small conference in a very um, remote. It's very remote, right. and it's about uh, giving people a space
0: to to be together. It's invited only. You decide uh, the type of conference you want to do there. Uh, actually, this is one researcher that can uh, apply to the Fondation try to create the conference uh, remotely uh, in this place. So we didn't plan to have an episode there. Uh, it was just through the invitation of the researcher Jean-Lion Metz that uh, I went there. Uh, when they're not in the purpose of creating an episode, but uh, when I saw the way people were, were interacting and the way they were asking questions to each other, I really saw the Lonely Pipe podcast happening in real. Uh, so that's why I asked four people of this uh, meeting to just join in a very different form- format that we tried that was received like the other episodes. But it was interesting because. Uh, mixing four voices in one episode was a challenge as a as a content creator but it was also interesting because we could ask one big question and and see how four different voices answer to this so this uh, i mean the question of conferences is,
1: is a really important one so so why are we go to conference here and why do we go to conferences and what type of conferences so this is a very small conference i was just at a enormous um uh, European Federation of Molecular of Microbiology Society, so this big meeting in Hamburg, and um, it, it did make me. So we forget how important conferences are uh, because a lot of it is like a like a real live um, lonely pipette moment <laughs> because because you get to meet lots of people that you some of whom you know from their paper, some of whom you've never met, and um, and a, around the science you get to ask a more personal questions about about recruiting and about Mm -hmm. the way people do science. So, uh, yeah, part part of the original idea for the Lonely Pipette was that it was like the discussion you might have in a bar uh, at a meeting with a mentor. Well, anyways, people are really interested. They should go to listen to this this episode. Okay, so you should listen to that episode. And also, we'll talk about workshops in a minute, but the the first uh, workshop that I did around the Lonely Pipette content was at a meeting that I organized where I wanted um, to have a session on mentoring, mm. and uh, I think all conferences should have a session on mentoring. So the one, the, actually, the, the conference I went to in Hamburg last week um, had a session on um, sort of mentoring and supervision, but it also had, which was really good, I thought, and it also had a session on science communication, <laughs> where they said, okay. uh, "Then now we're going to do a practical session and we can create a podcast." And I was like, "Oh, everybody's done that." <laughs> So uh, yeah, meeting, I think the, the societies are realizing the importance of discussions about mentoring and
0: discussions about science communication. So d- during this season two, while publishing the episodes, um, you, you had the chance to organize this event and you did a first workshop around the topics of the Lonely Papets. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how we ended up building what we are going to do?
1: Yes, so um, so f- from the beginning, there's been a question whether the types of questions that we're asking, um, whether they should be restricted to to a podcast format, and um, whether the lonely pipette can't play a role in a broader discussion about mentoring, diversity, science communication, um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so. Uh, and I had committed myself that every time I organize a scientific event, there will be a discussion about mentoring because I think it's really, really important that there is a, a, a public discussion about about people's experiences in the lab and, and, and about the scientists, not just the science. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so the question was how to do that. So the first uh, one I did was in a meeting that I organized with uh, my colleague Sveila uh and, and um, a colleague from um, from Grenoble, mm-hmm. Nicolas, uh, which was a meeting about methylation and signaling. So okay. Lysine methylation, very technical <laughs> meeting, <laughs> yeah. but trying to build a community of people who, who don't necessarily go to conferences together. And um, and I said, I want to do, I'm not going to give a talk at the meeting. I just want um, an hour to talk about mentoring. Okay. So that's on the schedule. It just said, Jonathan will talk for an hour about mentoring. <laughs> and, um, and and when I got up, I could see some people sort of sneak out of the room. The rear <laughs> Um, But most people didn't dare. And, and so what I did was, um, so this was very experimental, but it, it, it was, it'll spin them. Um, So I was very inspired by the podcast. So I took questions that we asked and I printed them out on pieces of paper and I cut them into cards. So everyone got one card with one question, which is the type of question that we're asking. And there were a hundred people in the room and we just uh, asked everyone to read the question that they got and just give their own answer or comment. And we were not going to have a debate. We're not going to have ping pong. Not people tell them they're wrong or they're right. And these people were graduate students master's students postdocs uh heads of labs heads of institutes so people from uh, from all over the world and and just each person and we just had a hundred person voice hundred voices discussing the types of things we discussed on the lonely pipette but of course no one found lonely because um, it was amazing it was really really good and um and it was really interesting how different people from different cultures and different points in their careers responded to the same question. It was really, it was really good. And and then there was a coffee break, and and the the discussion continued in the coffee break. And several people admitted that they thought it was going to be really, really boring to have a session of <laughs> but they had really enjoyed it. And okay. and it was it was great. Everyone played, everyone shared something. In it, very much in the spirit of the Lonely Piper so so this inspired the idea that to do learning pipette workshops so i uh, i've done a couple in very small um small format in my um institute to try, to try. Yeah, yeah to trying different things around the, around the like a sandwich lunch with students uh we did a couple of those they were really they were really good There's people who know each other very well and then and then we did a workshop in liege so we've now been contacted by people uh, beyond uh, our immediate
0: circle, <laughs> and uh, so what did we do in Liege? In the same spirit than the podcast, which is like increasing the academic environment. and and how we could uh, just help scientists do better science. It was a consortium of PhD students that contacted us to join their events to create a workshop. So they asked us to do something about science and storytelling, which are the the things we are doing, you and I. So we created this unique workshop to bring them a way to meet uh, the power and and the question around storytelling in, in science. Uh, but also to exercise. So you and I, we both do several uh, projects with storytelling to to talk about science. So we decided to just uh, bring together our different experiences to create this workshop. It was the first try. It was the first time we were doing the workshop together. It was a very, uh, how can I say that, very emotional and unique moment for me because uh, as your uh, mentee, I was uh, now stepping in front of the people with you we knew where we were going but we didn't it
1: wasn't scripted it was great to work together and the students there were great they really played played along i really had um there was a lot of noise which i always like when there's (laughs) a lot of talking and exchange it was a lot of exchange uh, and we hope that we made people think a little bit more about their science and about how to tell how to share their science yeah, so yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I hope we're going to be doing more of those.
0: Yeah, so maybe you can tell people that we we thought about several of them. Uh, and so they are ready to be tested and to be yeah. done. Out yeah, and if
1: anyone's interested in doing um any any kind of workshop scenario with us. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. And you also did a master masterclass, right? Mm-hmm. About yes. science
0: communication for the, for a meeting uh, for young scientists in Paris. I think it's a really good thing that we have this type of reflection about how we do and how we communicate how we we do better science but not only the experiment as you said before if anybody uh, that listened to this podcast is hosting an event or do something small or big uh, just contact us because uh, we will be so happy to bring this uh, already made workshop uh, for you. Uh, because it was fun. It was really fun. And uh, some of them of, of the people there, they, they started to listen to our podcast. Yeah. We had a nice, very nice rating on uh, Apple Podcasts from one of them. Ah, okay. Season two was also marked by this new uh, uh, experiment we are running. Because it is true. Uh, our work as uh, creators of Donnelly Pipette. Uh, it's something that we give been uh, a little bit as volunteer. Yeah, so
1: it does, it does take a lot of time, but it also I mean, we're not, we're not making a, a begging plea, but it, it also costs money.
0: Yeah, and so we received sort of enough uh, supporting message to say, let's try to open a page where people can just go and if they feel like they had a great conversation with us through the podcast they can just buy us a coffee there. So it's the same spirit. I really liked the, this platform because no, of, I, I always buy your coffee. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's the price of a coffee. Yeah, you like the the what a, like a little espresso, really, really, always uh, yeah. like a cappuccino. And it's cheaper than <laughs> a coffee in
1: Paris for sure. <laughs> it's cheaper than taking us out for a coffee. You can just uh, you buy us an online coffee. Exactly. Okay. Right. That's good. But if anyone wants to have a real coffee with us, they can also do that. I ju- I drink so much coffee every day. <laughs> Even if all the listeners bought me a coffee, we'd still uh, we still keep coming back for more coffee. Great. So yeah, so people can support us. Yeah, and and in any in any other way, also sharing sharing is a great way. Yeah, sharing is always the best way to tell your friends, tell your mother, tell tell anyone Mm -hmm. to to listen to the podcast. Okay, great. Um, What about season three? Yeah, I mean, yes, season three. Will will there be a season three? Yeah, there will be a season
0: three as people has noticed uh, will you will you be there to ask the origin story yeah i would be there to ask origin story
1: we have a very long list of wish list for guests yeah so um uh, there's three pages <laughs> Yeah.
0: We have. if anyone
1: wants to be on it they can they can join the bottom of the line we even have on the guest list there were even people who said that they would come back yeah for season two but now they didn't come back and they they said they come back for season three so so there are a few of favorites that we keep trying. Um, I'm not going to say who they are, in case, in case they're in season four. Um, but um, so we have a long guest a wish list for guests. And we're also really open to suggestions. So, so I don't want to ask who's going to be in season three. But I did have another way of asking a question, which is, if you could think of all the people alive or dead who you would want to interview. So, you know, just think large. So anyone alive or dead. Who would be some of your, the, the people you would like to sit down for an hour well,
0: to hear the way they think about? I have a pure admiration for researchers that just put themselves in very um, different situations to study the world and, and, and their science. So I told you about uh, my wish one day to go to Antarctica and, and exchange with one of the researchers there or... Sandy is one of those explorers that has a very different way to approach science uh, in the methodology, probably in the organization of their life, uh, of and their work. Do you have? I mean, everyone would laugh, but I would love to sit down with uh,
1: Conrad Waddington to talk about okay. the origins of epigenetics. Uh, I would have, I would have liked to have met Darwin. Oh, am talking about. Yeah, I think Darwin would have been one of my one of my choices. I, I did meet François Jacob, but it would have been good to have Jacob and Monod, those, you know, those sort of um, couple. Um, so and, and people from history, I can think of, I think there's so many people. that I think there's such a great format. Mm-hmm. So you just, it's very uh, intimate and you get to really talk to, um, talk to someone in here. And, 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 and I also think we're creating a, a sort of living archive of the way scientists think about their job, uh, which would have been great to hear uh, from from scientists of the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hear, hear Darwin talk about his concerns about publishing and his concerns about sharing his ideas and his concerns about, um, you know, getting it right. I, I don't know whether he recruited much. I don't think he had a, a team, but... Um, so yeah, hearing, hearing some of those would would be important resource for science. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: again, um, the sense maybe why you you want also do. I mean, I would love to interview those people, historical people. Uh, maybe in a way that um, today I have the feeling that we are in the path of creating more interdisciplinary research. But there were moments when you think about those uh, people. Uh, where they were able to dig into several topics from physics to chemistry and biology. Yeah, I think it's
1: good that people are not in little boxes with their discipline written on the mm-hmm. on the cover, but that they can um, they can step out and they can move from one field to another and back. And I think that's what I, I mean. I think this this amazing group of people have shown that, and I think I think it's something we want to ex- continue to explore. Yeah,
0: great. So season three is going to happen. How people can help us, sharing the podcast. Sharing is really important. Yeah. So uh, if, if
1: everyone shares with two friends and those two friends share with two friends, then
0: yeah. And, and even suggesting, uh, I, I don't know if people are afraid, but if they have questions or big themes they want to explore, maybe they, they should not be afraid to to share share it with us on Twitter or by replying to our newsletter. Uh, because it could also give us uh, some specific topics we could uh, it is important for people to sign up for the newsletter yeah (laughs) Uh, the mailing list
1: is is really important because that's a resource that we have to to keep in touch with
0: yeah and this is also the only And we don't know what's going to happen to Twitter right exactly (laughs) that's why I mean this is the only resource we are completely in 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 control and uh, basically all the news and details of the news because Twitter we keep really uh, the message uh, short but all the news uh, we have we give them on this newsletter so and people can just reply to the mail we receive it we respond to everything okay just okay, do it good so that's good for this season uh, two yeah final you have to
1: edit the final yeah so you said that editing has become much easier actually
0: uh, yeah uh, and maybe it could be also one of the topics of uh, our future episode is it's because of AI uh, AI is reshaping the way we work, the way we ha- use tools. Uh, it will probably reshape the way people do research, uh, the, people, uh, the way people do you know, bibliography or just uh, uh, write papers. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so AI is also coming into the production uh, system. But yeah, we are also currently thinking about maybe expanding or having someone working with us to edit uh, to get us more free time to create content and not only editing it. Um, yeah, do
1: you want to have a final word? I'm I'm just really proud that we create this um, resource that um, that sticks to its mission to help scientists to better science. I, I really do feel that the, that this is that this. It is an important resource to help, and a community to help people do better science. And if this leads to workshops or or masterclasses or anything that we can do, um, so we have other ideas as well. Um, that that would be great. And it, and so um, what we started as this rather modest um, <laughs> uh, COVID project <laughs> uh, is now taken on a life of its own. It's it's great. Um, so. You know, I sometimes meet people who say, "Oh, I I know your voice," <laughs> so um, so that's great. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's bigger than that. It's it's been downloaded seventy thousand times, which I think is fantastic. So I don't think I have a a single one of my research papers that has been downloaded seventy thousand times. So. <laughs> So, so I think it's, it's great that we've reached um, people like that. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, this, this phrase, helping scientists do better science, is, is my um, it's my mission. So it's what I try and do in the lab and teaching in the classroom and now on air. So, yeah, that's great. So, Renault, if you could meet yourself <laughs> uh, 10 years earlier, what advice would you give to yourself?
0: Uh, uh, change nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's good no I, I just had um, no regrets no uh, until now I'm super happy uh, I had a lot of struggles uh, while doing the PhD after uh, getting the PhD uh, but they all helped me to to better realize what I wanted to do but also and, and mostly what I didn't want to do um, so I knew that's and this is also why The uh, Lonely Pipette is also uh, a, a project of heart. And, it, and this is why we are pushing it again and again. And this is why I don't want to abandon it. <laughs> uh, because it's, it's, it's also a project that answers our question. Um, I feel that it has sense for the people that listen to it. I think this is a resource that can help the people out. in the same way that uh, it has helped me. So someone asked me recently, "Who's it for?" And I, I said, "It's for me." It's for
1: us. Yeah, <laughs> it's for us. Yeah, that I think the 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 best bit, the best part of it has been has been, you know, sitting down with you and these people. But the real, uh, yeah, the. The, the real motivation w- was to be able to ask these questions mm-hmm. and, and, and get the privilege to sit down and listen to these amazing yeah. people.
0: So. And I should say also that I'm very proud of uh, us uh, keeping doing this uh, podcast because seeing how now we could we can travel uh, into real place to bring those uh, reflections uh, those thoughts those discussions uh, with people at different stages of their career uh, for me, it's really the the sign that uh, whatever happened the Lonely Piper made is uh, proof that it can be useful to not only us, after all, but also other people. So does your mother listen? My mother don't listen to it, but I have to say, my father is looking everything. And he always told me, you know, I don't, I don't understand anything but i can feel that it's working
1: (laughs) i'm proud of you anyway (laughs) and what is epigenetics
0: (laughs) no i love this so à bientôt à bientôt so that's it for this episode thank you for joining us at the lonely pipette we hope that you learned
1: something new that something resonated with your own experiences or that you just enjoyed the
0: science let us know your thoughts on twitter at lonely pipette and please share it with your friends in the lab if you want to join our community, you can subscribe to the Lonely Pipette mailing list or mail us by following the link available on our Twitter profile. You will receive the next episodes directly in your mailbox. How cool is that? Stay tuned for the next show. And remember,
1: you might feel like a Lonely Pipette, but it doesn't mean you're alone. Tips from the Lonely Pipette can help you to do better science.
0: A bientôt. À bientôt.